This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to the awful and awesome entertainment rap. Hello, hello. This is the awful and awesome entertainment rap episode 57. And this is Rajeshri Sen with Abhinandan Sekri. Welcome everybody. Before we start the podcast, I have a little announcement. Uh, many of you listeners of News Laundry podcasts would know that we have five weekly podcasts now. The NL Hafta, NL Charcha, Off and Awesome that is this one. Reporters without orders and just sports. So far uh, we used to post all the updates on podcasts through the News Laundry social media handles. Mm-hmm. But to bring more value and we can share more details about the podcasts, we have started two social media handles which are specifically for news laundry podcasts so if you're listening to this and like news laundry podcasts like the facebook page and the twitter handle too so our twitter handle is nl podcasts and on facebook like the page facebook.com/newslaundrypodcasts so yes what are we going to discuss today we have hindi cinema the best of hindi cinema we have a really cool documentary which the trailer of which is out yes which i'm looking forward to yeah and another really cool documentary which is out on netflix right yes. now and uh, lots of music from grammy, grammy awards. awards to amrita patel who if people don't know who she is we'll tell you and uh, literature jlf absolutely yeah, poetry literature and magazine so we've covered quite a bit the only today. thing i'm missing this week is uh, radio yeah. but that's okay we've done it earlier we'll wait for karan johar to start another show correct so what do you want to start with rajshri sen you want to tell us how padmavati was yeah because it's not padmavati i want you to know this. it's padmavat not that it makes a difference to that film at okay. all because they keep calling her padmavati through the film so they oh. might as well have called her padmavat as well so i went and saw it on 3d oh there was no reason for the film to be in 3d though okay but i saw it in 3d because for some reason they had released it the day the release date was 25th on 24th only the 3d version was out and it's 2 hours 43 minutes long hmm. so you age while you're watching it you start aging and sanjay leela bansali i will give him this much it's all very spectacular it's grand all that but just true for all his films yeah and unlike ashutosh goerekar the last film which i saw which was mohenjo daro where he also spent some i don't know hundreds of crores but he had a rubber crocodile in mohenjo daro over here the cgi animals that much i will give but for some reason you and because it's so large the format of it all the background is all painted like you can make out the fort is just a flat painted no fort. way yeah i'm not exaggerating so all the foreground is fine background as you look at that's all painted scenery so i don't know what happened there like two more crores he could have got better background sets now to the story it starts with a whole lot of disclaimers it's mm. not real it's fictional please don't get upset no religion should be like first 5 minutes to uh, 43 minutes 5 minutes are disclaimers basically sorry yeah, it sorry. starts with sorry we are sorry mm. after saying sorry then uh, but they say this is based on the poem by jassy but it's not really based on it because he's just i have not read the original poem obviously because i'm not so well read but i have like all good people read the synopsis and cliff notes and so on this is his version of events which are totally made up version hmm. 
but there are some parts which nobody is mentioning like in the poem there's no nothing about padmavati going and rescuing her husband from khilji's dungeons all that he's given her a lot of credit in this film and she advises her husband a lot which mm. all of which is disregarded mm. but one is that shahid kapoor as deepika padukone's uh, rajput husband who you're supposed to appreciate more than uh, alauddin khilji is very difficult to do because he's first, a wimp and he's one foot shorter than her no it's so, so what does that have to do with anything oh i'm so sorry the short and tall of it tries no because he's one foot t- shorter than her It's therefore you can't appreciate him do you know fucking al pacino's height do you know bloody andy garcia's height do you <laughs> okay, know nicolas's height to take this personally you know nothing no. thing is you know nothing but <laughs> but he looks he's very wimpy hmm. and are you saying i'm wimpy i mean no, <laughs> don't be like me don't make everything about you know. so you would like the film because dipika looks very beautiful she acts very so so even though you might disagree Alauddin Khilji I don't think you can identify good acting you're not a thespian like uh, me Yeah that's hmm. true we'll be also releasing a youtube link of Abhinandan's play soon which we will tell <laughs> you all about but uh, I found Ranveer Singh's acting better than in most of his other films it's a little over the top but he's supposed to be over the top over here but his character is far more interesting than Ratan Sen the king and you really do hope at some points that byron doesn't he just kill him and get it over with put us out of our misery but the interesting character is the one played by jim sarb who plays the terrorist in nija the film mm. nija over here he plays uh, khilji's and this is historically this character was there khafur malik his name was he was his advisor he was mm. supposed to be his lover also now i did not find the film homophobic but i read reviews where people have said oh it's homophobic i i actually thought the romance was far more than the romance the relationship is far more interesting than that of padmavati and her i husband. think i think it's because they've made khilji into such a villainous character and let's throw in homosexuality yeah, so yeah that's like a slur if you're a villain you're a homo kind yeah, of thing you know, that i think of. that that is the but jim sarb acts beautifully absolutely and uh, the last part which everyone's taken umbrage at and even i have to agree see you can't change the end of padmavati that is the story is that she committed jauhar mm. and it is a regressive time that it's set in it's 13th century they had regressive practices but the way he's glorified the because it's soft music there's soft focus there's this like anthem like music her hair is blowing in the wind there are these burning embers floating around her but you don't see them jump into the fire yeah i think the, um you know the idea that a lot of people don't get is that if you're making a film of that age it will show that that you know uh, yeah. uh, the, some of the more conservative slash right wing people are saying it's so stupid to criticize Jauhar no one's criticizing Jauhar when you do a cinematic representation of any story hmm. in the way the cinematic grammar and devices are used positions that act or that thing in a hmm. particular light so either you can show the tragedy and the hideousness of that act or you can make the same act look brave and almost desirable and i think that distinction uh, most people don't Uh, want to appreciate before they jump into the debate on whether it is aggressive or not yeah and i'd strongly recommend people before critiquing it and saying like how could you so show jawhar and how could you sh- watch the film it isn't like 
when the dance is shown she's dancing for the king and for his other wife is there as well and so there are certain points of criticism which are incorrect like i've heard people say oh the king and she are dancing they are not dancing together she's doing one dance for him she's told that you have to do this dance for him the johar part is a little it's like the salem witch trials in crucible that mm. film if they actually showed that it was wonderful like you know mm. there's when they are burning the witches there's this beautiful music playing yeah. you don't it's the way he shown it coming to the authenticity of it you know um many of the television shows like uh, rani lakshmi bai was one of the very successful shows mm. on ztv um i happen to know the makers of it you know when it started now it is a weekly show and in the middle ipl came when mm. ipl comes most gc entertainment uh, viewership moves to ipl huh. so during that those weeks they actually just made up stories so that she doesn't grow up because oh. if they would follow the same pace of the show yeah. during the ipl weeks the main story would hmm. go so during that they just kept making up something happened version. with her aunt something huh. happened with her uncle making up the own shit until ipl got over then the rest of the story progressed so making up shit is part yeah. of our tradition of yeah, history yeah, yeah. which um you know is so, happening but i would say watch the film it's not as i think also my expectations were so low because by then a whole lot of reviews had come out so it wasn't as terrible as i thought it would be so i will definitely watch the film i haven't been able to this week because i was because at the jaipur lit fest yes. which i will come to shortly but before that i'd like to discuss a trailer of an upcoming hbo documentary on andre the giant he was a figure of the imagination come to life mother nature has done something really magnificent here he did sports entertainment before there was sports entertainment yeah! i can't believe it this is unreal for those of you who are not my age may not know who andre the giant was He was this WWF wrestler who was enormous. I think he was about seven feet four inches and four hundred thirty pounds. That's about two hundred kilos. Yeah, uh, like he's much bigger than Hulk Hogan. Yeah, he's he was yeah. the biggest of them all. I think the hmm. uh, probably and he's bigger than the Undertaker. All these guys and I mean I have a serious problem with WWF uh, hmm. and it's good we've included it in the entertainment because it's not a sport. It's I not, have a problem yeah. with it being shown on sports channels because children think it's a sport, but. It's a very very interesting trailer. It mm. really makes you want to watch the film. Uh also because if you knew who Andre the Giant was during his WWF years. But here's the thing, you know, I have a feeling. Mm. Also I used to be a documentary filmmaker. I think increasingly with documentaries getting onto Netflix and Amazon. Yeah. And you have to make it more interesting. I think documentary filmmakers have started making up shit. Like it was I I, I mean accuracy fuck off accuracy as long as it makes the story compelling. Let's make up shit. But in this trailer, you thought there was. I have a feeling. I mean, I have a suspicion watching the trailer that there will be angles and aspects to his life that may not necessarily be of consequence okay. or true, but they will put that in to kind of create. Like, if you've seen this film, The Wrestler with Mickey Rourke, for which yeah, I think yeah, yeah. the best actor. Yeah, it's a fantastic film, hmm. and it it was so you know honest and and but. but maybe some don't have such a tragic life it's a very ordinary life you know yeah but over here they brought in tragedy it seems into, very tragic yeah. so i mean one doesn't know i mean of course if you're that big you'll have health issues yeah. no doubt and they show that thing about his uh, skin splitting and all that so probably there's a breakage of bone yeah. yeah so but so, it looked interesting very interesting i think hbo makes really interesting documentary so i'm really looking forward to andre the giant okay 
now to the world of music. Grammys. Yeah, let's start from the what should have been sublime but has stopped being sublime for a while. Which is so it was Grammy Awards. No, because we'll get to ridiculous after that. So Grammy Awards had its sixtieth. Uh, this thing night of awards and uh, James Corden hosted it. Do you watch James Corden's uh, show, which is karaoke in the car? He does this with celebrities. No, I don't. So it's lots of fun. So he'll pick up like he's even done it with Michelle and uh, Michelle Obama, where he's okay. picked her up and they sing songs too. It's mm. all very cute and fun and all. So James Corden hosted it second year in a row. And earlier, I remember when we were growing up, Grammys, also because there was only one channel at that time, so we'd stay up to watch the Grammys. But there were excellent performances. It was interesting. The music had a beat to it. So your complaint is that Grammys are no longer about music. It, They're more about... Yeah, so the first performance itself, which was Kendrick Lamar's, who's a... I don't know whether it's fair to just call him a rap artist or he's an R&B artist. It was very political. It's about racism. And of course, I strongly feel that you should use pop culture to make political statements. But that can't be the only thing that your artist... There has to be some music too. There should be some music, right? So that I felt was missing. Do you think it's possible uh, that... You don't consider that music just like our aunties and uncles didn't consider Michael Jackson and Madonna music and they, they considered Harry Belafonte. <laughs> <laughs> no, but everything's sh- political. <laughs> like, like my daddy used to say, I'm like, what are you doing? I don't understand what you're doing. Or like when I got slapped in the house because I was singing like a virgin. Huh? So maybe they just don't, maybe we don't get that this is what music is today. But, you know, coming to the point of um, this... Uh, Grammy is not having that flavor. I, although I still think I'm quite young at heart. You're very kaafi, deep inside your main, heart. I'm childish mizaj. But <laughs> uh, I do think that the melody of a Madonna or a Michael Jackson, yeah. like they had melody, they had performance, they had it all. These guys have one aspect but not the other. So I think you need another king or queen of pop to revive the music industry because a lot of people may not know that Michael Jackson almost single-handedly made music television a thing. There was no such thing as music videos that yeah. a channel that would just play music videos. Hmm. If one man could, you know, make Change an industry well. happen, you need one such guy. And I'm not sure they have it. And Despacito didn't win Best Song, which is a surprise. But then as everyone said, he didn't really care because he was counting the millions he's made already. And he's like, okay, you can give the awards to someone else. But so when he performed, it was... Which could also be that I identify What is he? Those. Who's sung Despacito? Uh, Louis Fonzi. F-O-N-S-I. Kid, kid nationality? <laughs> I don't know. He's Achha. from... Exotic. He's exotic. exotic. Even for me, he's exotic. Huh. But what was very impressive was Tony Bennett mm. came on to uh, announce some winners with John Legend. And Tony Bennett is 91 years old. Wow. And he sang without like without instruments he just sang a bit of his of New York New York and, and did, did, was it on key or has he become a bit on, like Lata Ji because no, she was off now it was spectacular the strength of his voice so John Legend sang a bit and then he sang but more than that when he's speaking for, you would never guess like I checked his age just Check whether I remember. Drugs pyoga, cocaine, sugar, uh, yoga. Drugs and a few burgers because he's oh. looking very healthy. Also. Ah, healthy. But the part which jarred for me was there's uh, one of the awards is for spoken word album. Mm. 
So, what we call poetry. What we, I don't, no, no, it's not really poetry. Also, it's just spoken. It's truly spoken word. Matlab, if you want to be a musician, but you don't know how to you sing, you don't know. What just, I would do, basically. Ah, basically. So they had Hillary. They had people, different people, reading from Fire and Fury. Which, basically, they want to kick Trumps as Fire and Fury is a book that we've discussed yeah. on Hafta, written by Michael Wolff, which takes Trumps White House to the cleaners. But which I found. actually quite pedestrian the book but to give it this kind of uh, publicity and also it's hillary clinton is sunday reading but she's a grammy winner right right so hillary is a grammy winner so there was Bill some legitimacy yeah, like to her yeah, being there that's not like ronald reagan and come although i do think getting her involved in the political comment makes it too partisan i think it would be better had they not had her read yeah so it was and then of course the me too campaign was carrying on so kesha sang this very lovely song and all but i just feel it's more politics now to the point where music is almost secondary well i i'm not sure i agree with that but i do think one thing that one needs to appreciate about the entertainment industry uh, in other parts of the world and it's it's not <coughs> just the fault that indian film industry can't do it here the government can screw you yeah in so many ways that people tend not to speak up but i do think it is Kabil Tarif, the way the entertainment yeah. industry that they has, really stick their neck out. They stick their neck out, and they, you know, like, um, yeah, what's her Beyonce's husband's name? Jay Z. Jay Z, and you know, yeah. has just said something to Trump, and Trump then tweeted back. So you know, stuff like that is rare here. किसी की बम में दम नहीं होता. Can you imagine Amitabh Bachchan saying? No, he'll tweet with a photograph of his. Of his huh? commenting on something totally different. Totally. Uh, Otherwise. But speaking of music and politics, hmm. India also has its yeah, India marriage of music mu- and marriage politics. of music and politics, which was d- demonstrated on India Today TV. Yeah. So usually we only discuss entertainment here, but because you can't leave such yeah. news. Because we don't know. Is it entertainment? Is it news? So what we, was it, Raj? She said. I'm still not clear. But Rahul Kanwal hmm. at Davos was interviewing hmm. a world leader on. Her music. Which world's leader is this? Amrita Patel. Who is she now? She huh. is the Chief Minister of Maharashtra's. Fadnavis. Fadnavis's. So she's that is progressive. That she's not Amrita Fadnavis. She's if she's Patel, not Patel. 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 So she's the Chief Minister of Maharashtra's wife. Wife. Who's also a singer. She's also a singer. And earlier, Dipanjana and I had discussed this music video that she had released, where she is dancing. She's singing, and she's dancing with Amitabh Bachchan. Hmm. Okay, that's a beautiful video. Again, I will post the link underneath this because everyone should like. You should always encourage talent. I feel so. The same way Rahul Kanwal was encouraging talent. So he's walking through the snow with her. She's wearing these high heel boots. His questions were very so. Oh, he also asked her permission, which I thought was good in this age of consent and Me Too and all. You don't want to do anything to upset, especially chief minister's wife. So he said, "Can I like that?" And I didn't know what he was going to do. And he picked up a snowball and he uh, lightly, no, lightly put it on her shoulder. So then oh. she took some snow and threw it. So it was coming to hard. music. So she sang. What did she sing? She sang very seriously and very badly. She sang uh, the songs from Ek Villain. मदीना 
तेरी गलिया गलिया तेरी गलिया मुझको भावे गलिया तेरी गलिया Which, if y'all have not watched that film, please go watch it. Spectacular. She also sang some Punjabi songs, but she yeah. made them sound like ghazals. Yeah, so there she has. So yeah, that was. Uh, so yeah, it's, I mean, they have uh, you know politics and and music through Grammys. We have it through Rahul Kamal and Davos. And he also asked her, "How are you walking in the snow with these heels?" So she said, "Well, I've practiced, and I loved it because full points for honesty. Sweet." Because in Maharashtra, you can get <laughs> snow to practice. Lifestyles of the rich and famous. Maybe they put snow in their house and they are doing this. But uh, we'll have the link to this because everyone should watch it to Must. know how. what i like in a way it's women's emancipation hmm. because at least this is one chief minister's wife who's doing something which is not related to politics but then the flip side is do we want her to do this but the point also is you forget um abhishek manu singhvi's wife's ghazals but uh, anyway <laughs> we won't get to that right now let's move on unsurprisingly i forgot that moving on to um vanity fairs cover yeah with a mysterious photograph <laughs> which was shot by Annie Leibovitz who is one of the most well known not just celebrity photographer she is a really well known photographer so they did this cover which had the oscar nominees were on this cover and one thing is that James Franco was on the cover that he was photoshopped out he was out. photoshopped out but why because pho- he's been accused of yeah. sexual misconduct so, by about 5 or 7 yeah. women hmm. but uh, while he was photoshopped out they photoshopped some other stuff in it seems because Reese Witherspoon has three legs hmm and Oprah has three hands Now that is so. When something and this is on the cover of Vanity Fair. So the three legs is on the cover. The three hands is inside. How does stuff like this, you know, pass muster? Because I also someone had put out a picture of a of an ad. I think it's a Netflix ad, if I'm not sure, on this big ass hoarding in Bombay. Okay. Where could has been spelt wrong. How does such means big what does st- it mean? Instead of C O U L D. It's a C O U D or something of the sort. I mean, it's basically. Yeah, I don't know who approves these. Someone has to be approved. One would also think that Annie Leibovitz would have, but she's getting on in years. Maybe. But actually, but in all fairness, there are about ten characters in that photograph. Yeah. That means there are about twenty legs, assuming all the characters have two. Have each. two. They have. So that means, I mean, and half of a leg showing. Yeah, it's although you had. Beneath her. Yeah. Gown. So I think it's possible that it skips because this pressure of work and stuff. I mean, I can see it happening. I think it's, 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 it's but still it's very big. funny. But your theory was it could be um, James Franco's leg I, because what. they photoshopped his body out. But but, but if le- James Franco's leg looks the same as no, no, yes, with the spoons, then. <laughs> but it is very weird. Well, you know, on three legs. Uh, I don't know if many of you uh, said this was actually told to me by Gulzar himself. Hmm. He said, "Apne as he said, apne." Oh, and, I, yeah. Uh, the one with um, Rekha and uh, Ijazat. Apne Ijazat to dekhi hogi. <laughs> तो आपने देखा उसमें तीन जूते उतरते हैं नसीर भाई के मैंने कहा है सो अपेरेंटली देर इज अ शॉर्ट ऑफ नसीर दिन शाह टेकिंग ऑफ वन शू देन कट टू रेखा डायलॉग देन कट बैक टू हिम देन टेक्स ऑफ अनदर शू देन कट टू रेखा देन कट बैक टू हिम टेक ऑफ अ थर्ड शू 
So, so after you said it, I watched it again. Is that so it is it correct? Is that? Wow! So, so that was a mistake in Ijazat that uh, I guess. And you would imagine that Gulzar would yeah, definitely so, not make this kind of mistake. Yeah, but he was. Uh, yeah, so this kind so of stuff. So they've apologized now. Vanity Fair has That's said. That's okay. We do, I mean, we have nothing against three legs. So it's fine yeah, it's apologize. quite cool. Also, I liked how Reese Witherspoon and Oprah Winfrey joked about it on Twitter mm. because she said, "I'm sorry, I have three legs," and. Oprah said, "It's okay. I have three hands." Hmm. But now to the more serious part of the podcast, where Abhinandan went to uh, educate himself and discover his literary roots and interests. Well, actually, uh, before we come to Jaipur Lit Fest, let's finish up on the online okay. video. Okay, and so then we'll get then we'll get serious. to the Jaipur Lit Fest. So. Um, I would like to talk about a series called Dirty Money, the first episode of which is out now. All the episodes, I saw six episodes out. So maybe oh, after you, yeah, yeah, they put oh, the okay. other so episodes out. Okay, so they put all the episodes out. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. When I watched it earlier um, uh, this week, there was ah, just so one episode out. So yesterday, all the episodes, at least six episodes oh, were out. So I've seen the one on the Volkswagen hmm. controversy. And uh, you would want to talk about the series on the Manhunt, Unibomber. Yeah. But why don't you talk about Dirty Money first? I watched Dirty Money, uh, episode one. Uh, this is a series that has been made with, by Alex Gibney. Uh, those of you who don't know, Alex Gibney is a documentary filmmaker. Uh, he made an amazing film, which I don't know, maybe four or five years ago, maybe more, hmm. probably more. Taxi to the Dark Side. I think it won the Oscar also for the best documentary. What was it called? Taxi to the Dark Side. Okay. So Taxi to the Dark Side was a documentary film about this Afghan taxi driver, uh, Dilawar, who's, who was beaten to death by American soldiers. Mm-hmm. And it was just about the kind of power that these US forces have there in Afghanistan. And it is really gripping the way he made that film. Okay. And I didn't know it was the same guy who made this mm-hmm. actually. I found that when I was listening to this podcast called Stay Tuned with Preet Bharara, which mm-hmm. also I would recommend, although you can... Here, more about on the Hafta, I'll be talking about this podcast on, on our other podcast, Hafta. So, um, this series is his. And the first episode is about, many of you would be aware of the Volkswagen uh, scandal where they had actually, their vehicles were um, polluting way more than what the they tests were said, showing. Yeah. What they were, and how they had actually rigged the software hmm. to detect when it's in test condition so it would show lower emissions yeah. and when it go, went out. And the kind of things that they proposed to do that they said we'll put someone on a human being on a cycle in a room that has these fumes coming out yeah. knowing fully well that it was dangerous and then later they did this experiment on primates, on apes. Yeah, It's a fascinating documentary film. I think um, one thing that Indian entertainment landscape seriously lacks is documentary films like this and the reason they cannot be done like this are that people who fund you know, media, hmm. who fund politicians and who fund corporations are all the same. Yeah, so no exactly. one's going to make this film. It's in no one's interest. Which is why uh, the public should pay and keep media yeah. alive so that films like this can be made. Because today, I mean, forget anything else. We did a story on, uh, you know, the Hero Honda, uh, you know, strike hmm. and or the Maruti strike. The way it's yeah. covered, only when someone dies or something, there's like a little bit of coverage and it dies. But no one's done an in-depth of yeah. what happened there. Why did that happen? You know, why does a laborer have to die? Hmm. Um, so yeah, I uh, I highly recommend it, and I'm looking forward to the other episodes. I'm glad you told me. It's yeah, out. yeah, they are out mm. now. So the other Netflix series which has been uh, like it was out, I think in India they've just 
brought it out around a month back. So we are a little late to the party. It's called Manhunt Unabomber. It's about the search, the FBI search for Ted Kaczynski, who was the Unabomber. It's an eight-episode series. I would highly recommend it. It is extremely well made. It has so Paul it starts Bet- off with their search for him or it starts off with the bombings? How, how does it start? It starts, I don't want to, it's just beautifully. So okay. it does a back and forth. 90, so it's from 1995 to 97 that you pretty much see it. Okay. So 95 is when they finally arrested him. And uh, he'd been bombing places since 1977. So he'd been doing this for ages, absolutely. Terrorist called Unabomber is planning to blow up an airliner sometime during the next six days. He's targeting airlines, scientists, computers, forestry people. We have done every kind of victimology. His victims are totally random. But the way it is made and the characters that are so it's totally factual. Nothing is made up, which is also interesting to watch right mm. after Padmavati and all when you watch something like this. And it is extremely gripping. It is a little gruesome. But the way a sociopath, because he's not a psychopath, he's actually mm. a sociopath. And the way his mind works, they get into that very well. He and was the, a genius, actually. He was a prodigy. He was, a, he was, an, he was pursuing yeah. the, uh, a career in academics and he was a mathematical prodigy. So he was, yeah, so he was a prodigy and that actually played a part in him becoming a sociopath because we don't realize, as in we should realize it's not uh, a revelation that if you put a 15 or a 14 year old in a class of 18 year olds, while he might be topping the class, what is happening to him socially is beyond, some people can acclimatize to not having friends or make friends. Some people can't. But the way FBI cracked this case, and there's something called forensic linguistics that they coined, they coined this term. So it's not like uh, in India that I can call up my uncle who is the head of police and say, this guy I think is uh, might be a murderer. And my uncle will say, let's put him in the lockup. And then we'll see. Over there, everything is done according to the law. So for a search warrant to be sent out for Ted Kaczynski to be picked up, they had to have a reason for that search warrant. So they coined this thing called forensic linguistics. And you will find this very interesting because he was, he used the Washington Post. Basically, he used to write letters. And he had a manifesto, which is actually online and people should read the manifesto. It was a 50-page manifesto. And he sent it out to the FBI and to all the he sent it to all the newspapers but he said I want New York Times and Washington Post to publish it in total and I will stop bombing and the reason why the FBI was hesitant was because Zodiac Killer who's never been found had said the same thing he sent out a cryptogram to three different papers and he said you'll publish it and I'll stop murdering and they published it on the front page and I don't think it was the next day but the next week he'd committed a murder so the Washington Post FBI said, we'll push this, but what's the point? But the way he scored just the use of words and the use of the media, how he realized that, because he basically wanted to be famous. And he is. They've made a Netflix documentary on him, but uh, yeah, interesting. Uh, it's very watch. well made. Yeah. And of course, there's an aspect of Penthouse also agreeing to publish yeah, it, so, but he didn't want Penthouse yeah, to publish it. Yeah, he said it. it's smarty. And <laughs> I'm not, so, so Penthouse so, was so very he upset. he had highbrow humor. Uh, sorry, uh, <laughs> taste. Yeah. But... Um, just so you know, he just killed, his bombs killed just three people. If you think about 
this legendary status he has, you'd think he'd kill like thousands. No, but there was a plane which was uh, targeted. Oh, I see. But yeah, d- but it didn't go off. It did. No, and that scene is fabulous where they closed the airspace in America, oh, and wow. then the FBI. Then they said, no, it's an empty threat, and one FBI agent who basically fits is the person who caught him finally. The way the FBI sits and they say, okay, you see the bomb can't detonate once it reaches 20,000 feet. So each time the ATC sets off, sends off a plane, FBI is waiting till the aeroplane says it's 20,000. It's, it's really scary to see how it was done, but mm. it's definitely worth a watch. And you also see what solitary confinement is in the States. And you almost feel a little bad for him. Oh. At that point. But watch it. It is excellent. Okay. Now coming to literature at the <laughs> Jaipur Lit Fest. Where Abhinandan was highbrow. Were you highbrow? I don't know about highbrow, lowbrow. I was there for a day. I met some very interesting people and mm-hmm. I attended one magnificent session. by Which this was? By Lisa Randall. I mean, I attended a couple. I was just there mm. for a day. Two and a half sessions, I think. It's called Dark Matter and Dinosaurs. The Astounding Incorrect in connectedness of the universe. Hmm. It's a fascinating talk about, she's written a book which talks about dark matter, which is what kind of constitutes most of the universe. And the solid matter as we see it, the solid liquid Hmm. gas that we can detect, but there's what they call dark matter and dark energy that we can't detect, but we know it's there. Um, So it was interesting and I I always find um, Jaipur Lit Fest always has something that is really fascinating to watch. Mm. You get to meet really bright people. I often find the criticism of it rather, um, you know, narrow and almost uh, uneducated. People who go to town saying, oh, it is this liberal people's joint. One, they've never been there, clearly. Otherwise, they'd know the spectrum of people who come and speak over there. Also, I don't understand this use of the word liberal. Like it's a... It's a prerogative, yeah. What are you... (laughs) I know. Okay, it's a liberal place, so... But, yeah, so I I think it was good. The only thing is it's become so big... Yeah. ...that they're going to have to find a bigger place in Diggy Palace because the amount of people who come there, they have to like... From the time I went there the first time to now, Hmm. it's it's like all the people living around Diggy Hmm. Palace probably must be... For five days, they can't go out or come in. They must be going on holiday because that's the only way. I... The main road is like jammed. It's, I mean, almost 300 or 400,000 people come there now. It's just ridiculous. But it's big. It was fun. But yeah. So there were some poet, poets there also, I believe. Yeah, yeah. There was. So I find this quite, I'm uh, very old fashioned that way that I feel that poetry should be read or recited but I had not realized that poetry nowadays is like performance art so you have to be able to dance and rap it and all that so like Yo-Yo Honey Singh he like wasn't Yo-Yo. there but they should invite him they should invite him because mm. going by what Yo-Yo Honey Singh so there was a lady called Rupi Kaur do you mm. know who Rupi Kaur is? yeah um, I, I got to know she was on my flight did you take an autograph? No, I was just kept saying, See, so what you've just now said is longer than most of her poetry. Okay, so she's an Insta poet. Okay. You know what an Insta poet is? Who writes poet instantly? Like Pretty much. Symbols. She's on Insta. Yeah. Oh, yeah. she's. I was going to say she is the Chetan Bhagata poetry, but she's sort of like Kapil Sibyl also. Okay. Okay, so she writes poetry for like on Instagram. 
and it's for an instagram friendly audience hmm. okay so what okay so it's for instagram so you like click a photograph of the, like what is that so mean? there's a little drawing and there's a poem okay that's a new genre yeah it's a new genre and she has her fans are called groupies g r u p i s okay and they dress like her and it's quite cool because you and i were both there when chetan bhagat first time we saw chetan bhagat at jlf where mm. i have not seen so many young girls and boys mm. so chetan sadly yeah. doesn't have just female fans he has cuts across genders but it was thronging with people and the same way rupi kaur has lots of fans it seems but they are all these young girls now i will read out one of her poems please on waiting for love waiting for love okay so no, i can identify with this on waiting for love the full thing is on she's like, like godo love is yeah, godo yeah now wait don't mock it i'm not mocking it i'm, <laughs> I'm putting it at the same level as oh, beckett like right oh like that <laughs> waiting for godo is in my beckett i haven't made a faux pas samuel beckett yeah that's right no i'm sorry i've changed i've read a better poem just now because okay. it's also three lines long only okay, this great. one mm. it is called on the power of the orgasm on the power of the, okay of the orgasm okay. because i love it when people most of the time people leave out an article she uses articles everywhere on mm. the power of the orgasm mm. full stop mm. she doesn't use any capital letters by the way mm. okay this is a signature that's, style that's so that's 2000 so yeah, that's so 19th century it was as though mm. someone had slid ice cubes mm. down the back of my shirt mm. it's over What That's a poem. Yeah, and it has this Nain, picture of two ice cubes it melting. It was as though someone had slid ice cubes down the back of my. Why well, you don't trust that? Uh, that's a. The, po- so what, is that the orgasm? Yeah. But that's not what it feels like. No, how do you She's know? She's doing it wrong. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> <You're laughs> like, as a woman, I just want to see. Galti ji ho gayi hai. Ends nahi honda. One more, one more. Because the other one that you said on waiting for love, I'm identifying with that. No, no. Now the next one is better. On sex as art. अरे तीन लाइन इतना बोल भी लो नो नो ऑन सेक्स एज आर्ट फुल स्टॉप द वेरी आई एम सो सॉरी द वेरी थॉट ऑफ यू हैज माय लेग्स स्प्रेड अपार्ट लाइक एन ईजल विद अ कैनवस बेगिंग फॉर आर्ट इट हैज अ पिक्चर ऑफ अ ईजल ऑन अ कैनवस बिकॉज वी आर वेरी लिटरल ओवर हियर सो यू डोंट गेट कंफ्यूज अबाउट वॉट द पोएम इज फॉर तो शी इज लाइक सुपर सक्सेसफुल सुपर सक्सेसफुल हम चूती हैं जर्नलिज्म कर रहे हैं हम भी वर्ड बन जाए वन मोर वन मोर प्लीज ऑन द गुड एंड बैड ऑफ लव फुल स्टॉप एवरीथिंग एज अ फुल स्टॉप ओके योर नेम इज द स्ट्रॉन्गेस्ट पॉजिटिव एंड नेगेटिव कॉनटेशन इन एनी लैंग्वेज इट आई दाइट्स मी अप और लीव्स मी एकिंग फॉर डेज The picture with this no, is. खत्म तो कर रहा पoइम. हो गया है. अच्छा सॉरी. Bonfire because it's lit her up. Do you get it? Okay, so this okay. was one session. This is one. Now and the other session was a performance poetry. Yeah, because okay. I did not. So mm-hmm. Tishani Doshi is she is. If you so you like poetry, I am not as mm. evolved, so I don't like poetry. Because I write poetry also. Yeah, you don't write poetry. we'll also be linking to that very soon. We will do performance poetry by Abhinandan soon enough. So Tishani Doshi uh, performed her poem. So she did this dance. And uh, yeah, I think I, all the good sessions I missed. Main you, pata that's what I thought. Why did you come? Black holes and antimatter shatters. Unke aage mein. You really you went for 
compared to this that's quite sad what you went to here i know because antishani though she is very beautiful so mm. it thankfully rupi kaur didn't dance she just rapped so while she was she rapped so she raps his poems no like, like i'm assuming it's rap there's no <coughs> rhythm to her mm. poetry anyway but tishani did a full dance Oh. So it's you've missed all this, and I was Chalo, just imagining. Uh, I don't know Dunn, uh, Beckett, any of these people having to dance out their poetry. What would have and happened? That's the thing, you know. The those of us who have grown up on a particular form thinks that is the only form. Maybe this is the form. Maybe this is to the new generation. what shakespeare's was to his generation maybe you know he the, the, the mike what michael jackson was to our generation these whatever this despacito uh, so could that be the shakespeare be. of yeah, our generation could, because she's very popular so i just the only thing i this i seriously feel though that everyone who mocks chetan bhagat and i am one of those people but i don't think she is wonderful rupi is wonderful the only reason that they think she is wonderful is because she dresses well she speaks Like Their this English. strange Canadian Punjabi uh, English, and uh, she markets herself as well as he does. But do you think the intellectual caliber of both is the same? It's But the same. But she has been embraced by the English-speaking elite, yeah. whereas he has not. And because she writes on women and uh, feminism and all, which really scares me that this is the new feminist icon. But hey, <laughs> the poetry is fabulous, as I've seen. All right. On that note, Rajshree, do you have the answers? Has anyone got last week's question ka answer right? Yeah. So I have to say one thing though. Maybe I can't play back what we had uh, asked, but as far as I remember, I had said which is the character which uh, Gary Oldman plays in two films. Maybe I should have specified real life character because actually people aren't incorrect, but I meant Lee Harvey Oswald. Yeah, but I think you had said because yeah. in the context of a real yeah. life character. Yeah, so people have written in and said like in Harry Potter, he's done three Harry Potters. So in that sense, so I it's your out on a technicality. I'm sorry. Yeah, but we'll so be clearer. Quest- the question, question was that he played Lee Harvey Oswald in two different films. in JFK and in Frontline. That's the the other just trivia because we are so knowledgeable. Uh, Gary Oldman has never used the same accent in any two films. Each film he has a different accent. So, that even Preeti Zinta, she in one in one she plays a bubbly girl who's in Simla. Yeah. In then one she plays a bubbly girl who's in Kolaba. Yeah. And then she's a fresh bubbly girl from Delhi. It's all different. So they're all different bubbly same, girls. Same, same, but different. So the bubbliness is the only thing that is. Yeah. Up a fresh bubbly character. <laughs> But you are not. But it's different because this time you're living in. Bangla. And her hair is different each time. That's also there, na? No? So what is this week's question? This Rashi week's said? question, I'm going to be very clear on the question so that no one's out on a technicality. FBI arrested Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber, based on a phrase that he used in his letters in his manifesto. So they identified him. They may not have arrested him for yeah. Phrase, no, so that was the phrase which was used in the search warrant. Right. That how do you know that? Okay. Because it has to be legally binding. Mm. So that was actually the phrase. What is the phrase? Just as a clue, it's a phrase that we all use commonly in common conversation, but incorrectly. Apparently. I know, no, uh, uh, don't get it away. <laughs> I won't. Yeah, so that is the question. So that's all we have for you in the awful and awesome this week. Write into us at contact at news laundry to tell us what you'd like us to cover next week, who you'd like to listen to, and any other entertainment features you think we should discuss. Leave your abuse on our Twitter handles. Yes. 
you can leave it on Rajshri. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Or Abhinandan Sekri yeah. or News Laundry. If you have anything of consequence to say, send it at contact at newslaundry.com. Please put in the subject line awful and awesome so we can separate it from the mail that comes for other podcasts. And please subscribe to News Laundry. Support us so we can do more. Yeah. Thank you, Abhinandan. Thank you, Ms. Sen. It's a wrap. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.